Michelle Constant on SAFM. So we like to look at uh, where they are creating books and what books are be crea- being created as well and for what reason. Slanganisa Community Fund has launched a storybook, it's called Mare, which tells the story of six women, all of whom have visual disabilities and who have faced gender-based violence. It's a very serious topic for the storybook. Chietza Chagauta is the program's manager of Flanganisa Community Fund. Chietza, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Good morning to your listeners. So just first of all, talk to us about um, what the storybook is about. Uh, so Mara is a storybook about um, six blind women, as you've rightfully pointed out, and in the storybook, what we sought to do is to get these women uh, into a safe space where they're able to talk about their experiences with gender-based violence. And what we find in the stories is that um, with almost all the stories, for as long as they've had a disability, this has intensified the level of gender-based violence that they've faced. And so it really is um, in, in terms of um, the work that we do as Klanganisa, it's really a groundbreaking book. So we, we say it's a groundbreaking book, and I suppose the question is, who do you want and who is the audience and the market for the book? So, the, so we are all the audience of this book. Um, a lot of the times, I mean, we, we, we often talk about gender-based violence in very generic terms. Um, as women in this country, I think, you know, we all face um, situations of gender-based violence in one situation or another, but we also want to wanted to shed the light on women with disabilities who uh, in many cases are at the margins of society and so mm. their experiences are not always understood. And so what the, when these women say these detailed accounts of the experiences that they've gone through, I think we... Uh, they resonate with us differently in in the different work that we do. Yourself as a journalist, us as a funder, um, policymakers, uh, practitioners that are uh, servicing um, survivors of gender-based violence. I think there's all there's for all of us there's something that we can um, take away from this book and apply in terms of the work that we do and how we see different members of society. I mean, obviously, the critical thing about uh, something of this nature is that the book does focus on um, the, 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 the ability to find healing and to find support. Is that something for you that you really want to focus on further? Yes. So, in fact, healing was the uh, first and foremost objective of the book. Um, because a lot of the times when you speak about gender-based violence, the focus, the focus and the emphasis is usually around uh, survivors of gender-based violence uh, getting justice, and I'm saying that in quotes, but what that really means often is not unpacked. And for us, healing is a big part of that because we find that often there's, big, there's a lot of emphasis on the perpetrator uh, being found and being convicted and being punished for what they've done. And the survivor is often left on the sidelines. You know, what makes, yes, the perpetrator has been uh, uh, punished, but what now? Um, they haven't told their own story in terms of how they've experienced it, what it means, and telling their story uh, until there are no tears anymore. 
Um, and I think uh, for a lot of survivors of gender-based violence, the justice is often uh, also relates to how they uh, get the opportunity to process the experience that they've gone through. And so this is what the book has also really done. Uh, for the women that participated in the book, but I think for others that have also listened and read um, these stories. Chetza, what happens to the book now? So we we really want to um, disseminate the book as far and wide as possible, particularly to our policymakers. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, organizations and institutions that are doing work around gender-based violence. And what we find often with uh, disabilities that is often um, delegated to organizations that specialize on disability. And we want to say, let's integrate women with disabilities and see them as women. Let's see women across the different intersections, whether it's a disability, whether it's race, you know, whether it's class and so forth. And disability is a key intersection that we hope many organizations will just integrate in terms of how they work. As Klanganisa, we are not an organization that specializes in disability, but we've seen the importance through embarking on this process of inclusion um, mm. when it relates to disability. So you're saying you want policymakers to get it. Who else would you like to get it? Um, so funders as well, because a lot of organizations that are actually um, uh, providing services to women with disabilities, particularly in rural areas and other third communities, are, are community-based organizations. And I must tell you, Michelle, that um, any work that involves uh, working with uh, people with disabilities can be quite costly because of the accommodations that you need to provide. Uh, the first thing is each time they need to have a personal assistant, if depending on the nature of the disability, um, you know, they, it, it, it can be quite costly. And I think funders are sometimes quite hesitant um, to, to, to support budgets that are a bit on the high end. And so funders for us are, are, are one of those target groups. But it's really for every South African, um, you know, to engage with the book and see how they can play a role in terms of uh, addressing gender-based violence and even beyond the 16 days of activism in our day-to-day -day work. That's Chietza Chaguta, who is the Programs Manager of the Hlanganisa Community Fund for Social and Gender Justice.